Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. Well, Matt, <laughs> <laughs> you got ready to say something right before we you hit the record button. What is it? <laughs> I, said, I, t- I stopped you. I'm like, you save it. Save it for the podcast. I just was sitting here thinking about this and I was going to say, isn't it so fun that we get to do this? Yes. I love it. Yes. It's been such a fun journey. We're at about, actually, we, we talked about this last time, but we're at about, I think this is episode 31. And we have hit over 20,000 downloads. Woohoo! And that's so fun. And the Thank best you. Thank part, you, everyone. <laughs> and the best part about it is when we get stories from people that said, you know, this is so fun. It feels like I'm talking to friends. Yes. Or when somebody said, hey, I made a change in my life because yes. of some of the conversations yes. you've had. Yes. And so that's super fun Listen, when we hear that. Uh, we uh, we imagine that people are just here with us and we're all talking together. We really do. We really do. We it's really just do. like you actually today you have a cup of coffee. It's like we're all yes. having frothy mm-hmm. coffee together. Yes, we are. Yeah. I, I messaged you on the way here and said, can I please have a cup of coffee when I get there? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's been so fun. And uh, it we is. We love it here. Yeah, it's good. Tell yeah. me your good day. My good day was, um, so there's a, a friend colleague of mine that um, her name's Sarah Crooks and she listens to the podcast, which is fun, but she's a friend and a colleague and we have been trying to get together because we have similar roles in our jobs. Okay. Um, She works for a different school district and um, we have had a standing meeting, not a standing meeting, I'm sorry. We scheduled a meeting like three months ago to meet and we met this week and it was so good. Now, how do you meet? Do you meet like via Zoom or is she around here? No, 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 she's local. Okay, So we meet in person. Um, she's actually friends with one of our friends, Kat, which is oh, fun. Yeah, that's, that's how awesome. I met her. Yeah. But we have similar roles. And you know how it's when you... It's good to do. That's so good oh, to do. It's, it's so, so healthy. Good because, you know, we have some of the same struggles. You know, some of the things that I question, she questions. Some of the things that she's working through, I'm working through and yeah. give her... She gives me advice and it's it's great. And so it was a good day because... It was time with a friend, somebody that I trust, somebody that yes. understands what I've gone through and I'm going through and can just kind of speak life into me. And so I always walk away from those kind of experiences with my shoulders back and my head held high. Like, yeah. I can face I this. I can do this. I know yeah. there's other that's people good. out there and I have support yeah, and somebody true. that has my back. I so, like that. Yeah, it was really fun. My good day. Recently, I went down to Columbus because our son Joey um, got back from his trip to Europe and he is getting ready to um, transition into commercial real estate from residential oh, real estate. Okay. Yeah. And he needed some suits. And we, you know, suits. we talked. Yeah. I don't think of suits anymore. Well, and here's why. Um, because commercial real estate is a whole different ballgame. It is. And you are uh, interacting and doing business with, um, you know, people that are invest- investing in, a lot of money in properties. Mm-hmm. And so the brokerage he's working for require you to wear a suit. That's uh, and interesting. Yeah. And so we, you know, we talked about parenting um, on a previous podcast and, and different ways that we parent different kids and our oldest son went to Wheaton college, got his degree mm-hmm. as a geologist, went to get his master's degree in geology and we helped him along through college. Right. Now we didn't pay for everything. Right. I mean, he's got his own student debt, but right. we helped him. Right. We've got our parent plus loans too. Right. <laughs> and so we everybody's have, paying. Everybody paying. Everybody paying waiting. So we we decided, um, Daryl and I both talked about this that there were ways that we could help Joey 
right. because he decided to go a different path. He's, he's not going to college. He went two right. years and was like, this is not for me. Right. So, um, I went with him to the tailor, you know, he researched in Columbus, the Where person to go? go to. I wish I could remember the name of it, but I cannot. Is I, it like I, a mom and pop? Oh, it's kind so of store? great. Yes. You make an oh. appointment. It's two partners. They've been in business together for 14 years and one of them is from Italy. Wow. And so so their suits come from Italy. So they, you didn't like walk into some chain. No, this no, no, no. Like... That you have to make an appointment. So wow. Joey did so Joey did research on a tailor and a suit place in Columbus that was also reasonable because right. he didn't want to spend two thousand dollars a oh suit. My gosh. And we weren't going to spend that either. Right, right. So um we just had the best time. And then um, we went to a place called Town Hall in Short yeah, North. I've and he invited two of his housemates and their boys I love that grew up with him, Charlie and, yeah. and Brandt. And we all just sat around and laughed That's and so had awesome. so much fun. And I treated, you know, and, and you know, the bill especially when you're treating adults that are of age and they order drinks, you know, you, you know, it's like, Whoa, we are yeah. not a Chuck E. Cheese anymore. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Disney doesn't sound all that bad. Does it Leanne? <laughs> it's not that expensive after all. So we just had a great evening. It was yeah. just so, you know, it's, it's those moments that seem small that really aren't, you yeah. know, that, that they're talking about their lives and mm-hmm. their jobs. And, and I just still see the little kid in all of them because yeah. they were at, our house so often growing up. You know, I just saw this um, reel on Instagram a couple days ago that was about taking your kids on vacations. And it was this mom that showed pictures of like places that they've taken their kids and how people say, why would you take your kids with you to these places? They'll never remember it. And her response to that is, but they remember the feelings. They remember the conversations we have. You know, they might not remember that they saw Niagara Falls or the Washington Monument or Disney World, but they'll remember that they had like, it's like your body. There's a a book that I like called the body keeps the score. And it's about how your, all of your experiences, it's actually geared toward negative experiences, but it's how your body holds memories physically for things that have happened to you. Interesting. And we know research shows that that is um, something that's done in a negative way. So, you know, we know, from science that if um, a child in utero, if they are in a stressful mm-hmm. situation, they come out of their mother with stress. trauma and stress. Yeah. But I think the opposite can also be true. So, you know, those moments with Joey, Joey, I mean, hopefully he remembers it because he's old, but those moments with Joey, you're not going to remember every detail right. about going to the soup right. place or every right. detail about, you know, that whole experience. But what you will remember is that it felt good. Yes. That you were loving each other. Yeah, there's that bonding there. Yeah, yeah, there's bonding absolutely. There. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I'm in the season of young kids where it's like, oh, it's sometimes it's work to give them yeah. new experiences. Right. Right. But I think your kids, there's a cumulative effort yes. to that. So my kids not, might not remember every little thing that we do to create memories with them. But over time, their they yeah. will their body holds that yeah. their psyche holds and holds I think, that. I think also I think also that that what it does is it just you you start to create this love feeling mm-hmm. right this right. I mean I know 
listen, let's let's save the topic that we were going to do. Which we, we'll, we'll do it. In the, we'll you do went it. from doing hand we'll, motions we'll to do it. you're just saying we'll it do now. it for we'll do it for next week. But yeah, we'll save it for next week. Um, and and it's going to be good because we're going to talk about when you feel like your your home is isn't enough isn't enough. Yeah, it's not enough to host. It's not enough for what you want in your life, and and battling that. But today, let's talk about. Let's talk about this. Let's okay. talk about like the, the uh, let's talk about the idea of you know how we build love in our life. Ooh, because that's good. because even with um I have a group of girlfriends we we don't get together we don't get together surely we don't even get together every two weeks. We have to literally um our friend Wilma, which you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. um is in this group. We call ourselves a breakfast club. It happened because I posted a breakfast sandwich on Facebook about right. 10 years ago. And one of them was like, when can I come over for a breakfast sandwich? And I'm like, how about Friday? And then another one chimed in another. Yeah. And so these three women from Facebook who I knew, you knew them before. Um, yeah. Start, we started meeting and we call ourselves the breakfast club and we actually don't even do breakfast half the time. I mean, sometimes we do, but sometimes we'll even take little trips, you know, away and or overnight right. and, and I don't, it's not that I remember every single time we get together. Right, right. But what I know is that I've accumulated enough love there mm-hmm. and enough time there and enough conversation there that if I have something go on in my life, yeah. they're, they're a group that I'll text, they're a group that I'll lean into, and they'll be there. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about yes. this? We were kind of talking about this when we were making coffee upstairs, is now that you I'm going to start crying (laughs) now that you're on the other side of Amy passing. Yeah. And you know, you've lived without Amy in your life for how long has it been since she passed away? How many Um, months? Two months. Two months. Mm -hmm. You, you more, a little more than you have been looking back on your friendship with Amy. Right. There are some big things that have happened in your friendship with Amy. And then there's a lot of mundane. Yes. On the, on the side of postmortem, when you've lost someone, what does it look like to look back on your experiences with her and what is, what's the pieces of your relationship with her that you would say are the intangibles? And then what are the tangibles? Cause there are some big things that have happened, but there's a lot that's not big. Oh, the not big is when we used to live in Walnut Creek, their business was, you know, pretty close to our house. Mm-hmm. So and at that time she was well enough that she was driving and she would say, she would pop into my text messages and be like coffee and a dippy egg. Mm-hmm. And she would just pop in and we would have these conversations that she would, we would have to set a timer. And I used, <laughs> I, I literally say that the first timer was the one we would ignore. And the second timer That's funny. was the one we were like, we have to wrap this up, you know, because we'd have <laughs> plans or things that, you know, we would know that we would want to get done that day, but we, we just would sit with our coffee and our egg and toast and we would just talk and laugh and right. just spend time that, that now I, I know that that built love, like a lot yeah. of love and a lot of friendship and a lot of just depth. Um, the big things, oh my gosh, like I was telling you this upstairs that we went on vacation together and her and I had been both looking for a convertible. Um, she had been looking probably longer than I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'd probably been looking for 10 years. Like she, she had always said, I want to convert. I want to get it one day. I want to get a convertible. And I had been looking for about a year because I wanted a really small convertible that we could keep in Hilton head. 
not expensive right. that I could fly in and out. I could fly in and out of, of Hilton Head and then have a car there. Yeah. Well, we were both in Florida and um, we both, you know, Florida is the place to buy a convertible. Right. That's a we place were to on buy a trip. When you're took... in Ohio, you buy cars in Florida. <laughs> right. Right. Especially convertibles. Yeah. So we were looking at convertibles and we both, she found one first. It was a half a mile from where we were staying. <laughs> so we go to look at it. She buys it. Oh my goodness. We're leaving the office and I'm like, when did that convertible come in? And it was a little Volkswagen bug convertible. Mm-hmm. And the salesman said this morning, just now, just about an hour ago when wow. you were in the office. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I think I'm gonna have to come back and tra- test drive that car. <laughs> we both bought convertibles. We both drove them home. And it is, it, I have to say, I, I passed her son. I didn't know I passed him, but I mm. passed him the other day and he text messaged me. He said, I just passed you in Wanna Creek. Your hair blowing. You're, you were belting mm. out a song. That's awesome. And, um, and I said, I'll, and I texted him back and said, I'll, I'll never have this top down and be in this convertible without thinking about your mom. Right. Because, um, you know, that was a real significant thing that we did together. Right. And it was a crazy thing. <laughs> you know, people are still like, aren't you the lady that bought convertible with her friend in Florida? Um, but it was a crazy thing, but it was, it's a treasured thing. And so I was just talking to you about a crazy idea I had to do with a friend. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, and I'm, and I'm still, I'm still a little conflicted about it because yeah. of the money involved. And then I said to you like, but, but it would be such a core memory. Like it would be something that I would remember forever and that they would remember forever. And it would just be so fun. Um, so when I look back over our friendship, I I don't have very many regrets at all because we talked about everything. We, we had hard conversations and we had, we had conversations where like we were crying, like I'm crying now. Like we, you know, we, we weren't afraid to, we were not afraid to disagree. Right. So sometimes we definitely disagreed on things. I mean, and so I, you know, now I think now how it's changed is when I look at my friendships, I feel less, um, I feel less tied up in things that just don't matter. Right. And I think what I love about what you shared is the dippy eggs, and the toast are just as important as the convertible. Yeah. So oh, building yeah. Yeah, those yeah. those little memories over time is just as important as the big memories. I actually love that the idea of core memory has made its way into common language. Yeah. I think it's really it's a really beautiful thing to say I'm going to build core memories in um, into people's lives. But I also do, you know, part of the premise of what we talk about is that the little things matter just as right, much as the right. big things. Well, the little things, I, you know, it's funny that you, that we're talking about this and it's just so vivid in my mind, like how much this makes sense. Those little moments segue and lead into the bigger ones. Absolutely. So, so all those dippy eggs, what that, all those times together over coffee led to me saying, Hey, I'm going to Hilton Head this week. You want to go with me? Right. And I, and this last time I, that I went to Hilton Head, I, I, I was not prepared for this. It was the first time I'd been back for a while. And I walked in the door and I saw her paintings on the wall and immediately just sat down and cried. I just right. thought, you know what? It's okay to just cry over this and just be sad because she probably went with me 
every third trip, every second or third trip to right. Hilton Head, she went with me. Amy was very, you know, you could, you know, you could set her, you could set her up on the couch with all her things that she needed, you know, mm-hmm. even, even as she got more and more ill and she would just be happy as a lark. You know, right. she would, right. she didn't require, you know, you know, she didn't require a lot um, when she got her situated and everything, mm-hmm. you know, everything that she needed was around her. And, you know, it's, I, I miss that. I mean, yeah. that's a real, that feels like a real void. Right. However, um, I also am excited because um, there are two women that I've invited to come with me in the future that are coming to Hilton Head and meeting yeah, me there that awesome. are newer friends. And Amy would be really so happy. Yeah. I mean, she would be like, you know, don't, you know, don't feel like you have to just hold that space for me right. because I'm not here. Right. You know, fill that space with right. someone. And she would be, she would probably be ordinary about it. Yeah, like, yeah, fine, funny. have fun, but they're not as fun as me. You know, she'd <laughs> probably say something cute and funny yeah. and ornery. Um, but, that's awesome. I, yeah, I I think I think the moments of the drop bys were what built a depth, like really what built a depth to our friendship that led to the bigger things. Because right. then once I we, love that. because once we bought the convertibles, you know, her husband Tim <clears throat> knew I was with her, and we had built enough trust, so he knew that it wasn't just her making this deal because right. Amy was right. so nice. I mean, just, and I would, so, she's probably not a negotiator kind of person. No, right. but I told her, I said, you wear that oxygen in there when we go, to, <laughs> when we go to buy that car <laughs> because, because it'll soften the salesman heart, That's the, funny. the salesman's heart toward you. And, and you know, she was just so likable. Like yeah, she totally. was just so sweet. You asked this question when we, when we started talking about this topic is how do we build love into our lives? How do we build love into our lives? And I think what we're talking about is I see it played out the most in marriage. And I know you're going to agree with me because D is not a grandiose no, kind of person. And we actually talked about this on your Amish love story um, a while ago or last week. We talked about your Amish love story and how D is not this big this no. big acts of affection or no. romantic oh, and not verbal. But, like he's, right. he's not like, Oh, you look beautiful right. tonight, darling. I mean, which right. I don't require and I don't need and I don't want actually, right. but it's, but you know, Daryl loves you because there have been little investments oh over God. time of how he shows that, you know, for us, what that looks like is Mallory and I are, are truly partners. I mean, right. I wasn't really prepared for how <laughs> demanding children are on the mother, if I'm being honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Children are extra demanding on their moms. Well, especially, especially though, mm-hmm. Matt, I, especially when a mother is welcoming to that. Like, right. like when a mother is affectionate and welcoming to that and around, I mean, I mean, your kids are like, you know, glue to Mallory. Yeah, they want to be absolutely. with her and sit with her and sit yeah. on her and, you know, like. I was not prepared for that, but. When when we step in to help each other out, when we step in to say, hey, I really need you to, to do this, or right. when we do things together, it's those little acts of love and those little acts of like... It just builds trust together. Right, right. Well, and it's, it's little it's, things over time. It's yes. that cumulative... You know, that cumulative buildup of whatever you're feeling. Well, it's feeling like, and... hey, I'll get the kids ready for bed. You stay here and finish watching the show. It's, right. it's the it's things like that. It's those little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for your for your kids, too. And I think kids, you know, I've, I've always thought that kids can sniff a fake a mile away. You can't, you can't trick a child. Yeah. 
And so kids know when you're being authentic and kids, and I love that sixth sense about them because kids can't fake it. And so over time, you know, I'm sure we can all think of somebody in our life that had a big grandiose display of affection or fun or love. And it was this really, really big, great moment. But you were like, they don't love me. Yeah. Or that doesn't seem That's, real. It doesn't feel right. You and know, it's that, it's that, mm-hmm. it's, I don't want to say proving yourself, but it's showing up little by little over time that, that right. really builds that long-term love and trust in somebody. Yeah. I, I had a um, TV producer tell me this. Oh my gosh. In 2008, because I've never forgotten it. She said, um, and we were just talking about TV and I was just asking her advice, like ways Mm -hmm. I could improve, what I could do better, you know. Um, And she said, you know, Leanne, she said the the viewer is is much smarter than we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, the viewer will will if you are not authentic, if you are not truly yourself. A viewer will will watch and they'll say, you know, there's something about Mm -hmm. that lady that I just don't like because they're not buying it. Right. They're not buying whatever it is that you're portraying. (laughs) And and I've I've never forgotten that because I'm like, you know, so the so I said it. So the best way to do this is just if a question is asked to me, say, oops, you know what? I don't know. You know, and she's like, absolutely. She's like, if you if you stick to being yourself the viewer will love you. Right. And, and I think we have seen that in reality television. I think mm. it's part, I think it's part of the rea- reason that reality television has part of the reason that it is done so well right. is because we're watching this, this kid who flipped burgers in a diner. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's like, you know, I don't even know how I got here. And we're like, Oh, we love him right. because exactly. we believe him. Exactly. Like, and then there are people that we're watching that were like, Oh no, we right. don't like her at all. It's, She's it's a like troublemaker. those very performative people that yeah. we're skeptical. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Skeptical yeah. of the big performative, you know, acts of love or service or whatever that but don't really, that seem disgenuine absolutely. They, they just don't seem and real that's where it comes or... back to those little things over time we mm-hmm. were actually i don't know if we we talked about this on the podcast but when our friend cat was here a couple weeks ago we were talking about how much our kids love cat our kids love her and cat is not like a no, it's not like over she, the top. No, she, doesn't she does bring not these bring them big gifts, gifts. Right, right 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 she's not in your face but you know what it is that's really that we determined that my kids love about our friend cat is she asks them questions and she has a conversation with them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and gives them the honor and respect as a human being right, right, that right. they really deserve. And it's authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think when we build those little acts of love and respect and trust over time, that's when our love for somebody truly, truly grows. Right. right. It's, it's not a one-time thing. Yeah. It's not this big this big deal. And it, it's, it's really what creates the long lasting friendships, um, of people. Yeah. And I think that's, right. what's really important. Yeah. You know, um, speaking of cat, we also have a wonderful friend, Emily, um, Emily yeah. Cadlick. Call um, me. Call us. <laughs> um, but she, um, her and cat both, when your dad died, mm. they were, they literally were like, you, you, You'd be there two days. I'll come two days. You'd be there two. They came to our, they came, they came yeah. to our house. They made a schedule. They made, and they literally were like, 
and so um so so insightful to all of us mm-hmm. like let's talk about how you're doing how are you feeling and and I think that Daryl, although he is very quiet and he doesn't have lot, you know, he he just doesn't say a lot. Right. He will always have this this place in his heart for for Emily and Cat because yeah. they're also counselors. Yeah. That that um he might not have for any of my other friends because of that. And they were there. They were there. You know, I think part of it is just the act of showing up. Yeah. Um, We actually haven't talked about this, but I have a a dear colleague of mine that I taught with her and she has cancer. And yesterday I went to the hospital and sat with her for about two hours. And um, I don't know what to do. I don't know what right, to right, say. Right, 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 I don't right, know right, what. Right, right. There's nothing I can buy. There's nothing I can right. say. It's There's true. nothing I can do. But really, when we're talking about this, sometimes just being present is what's important. And and you might be sitting here listening to this and going, how do I build those little acts of love and service? And if you don't know the answer to that, just show up. Right. Because sometimes it's the so best true. thing you can do, I literally, I was working and they texted me that she was in the hospital and it was would be open to visitors. And I just went, didn't pick up lunch. She didn't really want anything, but you know, there wasn't, there wasn't this big thing. I just went and sat with her and we talked about, we did talk about her health a little bit, but most of our time together really wasn't about her cancer. It was about her kids and her life and our memories together, teaching in the classroom and you know, those types of things. And so I think sometimes we don't, we do nothing because we don't know what to do, but sometimes just your presence mm-hmm. and showing mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that you are there for them is one of the most important things. It's true. But listen, everybody loves lasagna. So, <laughs> so speaking of lasagna, what recipe do you use for lasagna? I don't have one. You don't have one? No, I don't have one. It's probably just a, you just probably just Google, Google it. it. Cause yeah. you know, you're a Googler. I don't have a, res- a recipe for lasagna. But tell me this, if somebody were saying, how can I build little acts of love to people in my life to build that cumulative effort? What does that look like for you? Well, I think, I think first of all, we're presented often with opportunity. Mm-hmm. So like if you're in, if you're in, I'll use the teacher's lounge for lounge, for an example, not that I hang out in teacher's lounges. <laughs> I don't, you but, could. but let's just say there are 10 people standing around and there's been somebody that you've thought, you know, I'd like to get to know that person well better. And you hear them say, oh my gosh, I would love to read the new book from XYZ. Right something you can definitely do to build into that person is you don't have to buy the hardback. Hardbacks are always more expensive. (laughs) You can buy the paperback or maybe you have it or maybe you have it and you bring that book and you just say, Hey, I I heard that you um, wanted to read this book and I thought I'd bring you my copy and Mm -hmm. it's so awesome. And chapter six was my favorite. And what that does is it starts to really, it's also noticing people. I mean, Mm -hmm. it starts to allow somebody to, to know that you're paying attention to them right. and that they're being seen. Absolutely. I think for me, it's when people remember things about something I've shared with them or something I've told them, that makes me feel like, oh my gosh, you were really listening right, to me or you right. really paid attention to something in me. Right. And right. I love that. Yeah. So good. Uh, listen, are you, are your ears hot? You do this yes, sometimes. My, you, you bring, ears you bring, sweaty. yeah, you bring the, the headphone up <laughs> and expose the ear and it's, your ear's red. So I think it is hot. It's hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just wondering. What are some other ways that you would build love into somebody? 
Well, I mean, I think when, as you get to know someone, you kind of get to know what you kind of have a sense of what their love languages are. If it's not gifts, then, you know, you know, if it's acts of service, then, you know, if, if they're like, you know, I'm having a hard time finding somebody to pick up my son at school and you have time to pick up that child at school, then do that. Right. I mean, I think that, I think that there are, I think people just want to be seen and heard. Absolutely. You know, so listening and seeing someone and, you know, when someone's sharing something, the whole idea of, you know, I feel that way as well. Yes. I can relate to that. I think what bring, I think what breaks down barriers and helps people transition into these acts of love are when we are willing to be vulnerable and say, you know, oh my gosh, if you could see the mess in my house right now, mm-hmm. you know, whereas, you know, sometimes we depending on how you're raised, you know, you kind of want to hide that part. And I think when we let those parts of ourselves be shown, we have a friend, Dave D'Angelo that used to say, show your warts. Yeah. You know, when we allow the parts of ourselves that are less than way less than perfect be shown, I think that's when people feel more connected to us. Totally. And you know, I, we could do a whole podcast about vulnerability I am a Brene Brown fan. fan. Me too. And that is her thing is vulnerability leads to connection. And I think the more we can be vulnerable with people and and share with them what we're really going through or what we really think or experience, um, I think that is what brings people together. Totally. I think those little acts of things over time, um, you know, remembering it's just little things. Little things. I think- I, do you remember? Do you remember? You would have lived with us during this time. I picked up our boys from school every day yeah. because we were not far from the school, um, and I could. You know, right. it was right before um, check in at the end at the bed and breakfast, and I would pick them up at school. But every day, I would take a snack. Yeah, I remember this. I, it, it, whether it was a little sandwich, whether it was a granola bar, or whether it was whatever we were having dessert at yeah. the bed at the bed and breakfast, and. They still remember that yeah. because it was over and over and over. And what it showed them was that I was paying attention to the fact that they were starved right. when they came out of that school building. And right. I would have a snack waiting for them right. almost every time. And if I would, for some reason, I'd be in town or whatever, and right. I wouldn't have a snack, they'd be, no, you know, because, snack? yeah, yeah. So I think those things, I think Absolutely. for sure with your children, those small those small things, tucking them in at night yeah. and spending an extra five or 10 minutes of, of discussion. And, right. and I think all that's important. And I, I think I would love to hear from people. Maybe we can remember that you could put up a box in your Instagram. Yes, maybe we could remember this. Because I would love to know. What are the small What acts? are the mm-hmm. small things in your relationships that actually lead to the long-term love yeah, and trust that, build that, that you have. Yeah, that build Because that it's love. the little things that build up to become really the, the big yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. What a great conversation. Yeah, it's good. I love thinking about all of these little things that we can do to love the people around us. You know, my hope is that my kids, they don't... I, I read this recently too. Your kids won't remember how messy your car was. They won't remember what job you had. Yeah. They won't remember, you know, how beautiful your lawn was. I mean, maybe they will, but but they really remember the feelings that you give them. Yeah, you know, oh, they for they will sure. remember how you made them feel. Yes. And I think, you know, my our kids were the kind of family, and I know everybody has opinions about this, but we're the kind of family where our kids can run and jump in our bed with us mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. hang out. And this morning, actually, we Mallory and I were in bed. All of our kids came in, and our three year old came in last. 
and she literally saw everybody in our bed and she put her arms outspread like she was going to give a hug, but she like did it to the room and said, family, and then jumped in our bed with us. (gasps) And so, you know, that those are the feelings I want my kids to remember in those experiences. Yeah, those are the big wins. Hey, well, thanks for this conversation. We want to know. So please remember to let us know how you love Mm -hmm. the people in your life really well. Whether ordinary or extraordinary, we hope you see that these are good good days. days.